Good tidings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Good Tidings Radio Broadcast. I am your radio pastor, Dr. David Pinkerton. Here we are on the airwaves of WXAN Radio here in Ava, Illinois. It is a wonderful, wonderful time to be able to share the Word of God with you today. We're glad that you're tuning in and you're listening. We want you to grab your Bibles as, like always, we want you to open them up today. We're going to go around the Scripture a little bit, but I'm going to take a text out of 1 Samuel chapter number 9 and verse number 27. 1 Samuel chapter number 9 and verse number 27. We are thankful to be here today. It's always a privilege and an honor, and we're grateful to be part of the ministry of WXAN Radio. And like always, I'll encourage you to pray for these this ministry and then financially support it as well. Let people know about WXAN Radio, the good advertisements here, the wonderful programming, and all the opportunities that people have to hear the gospel, but also to hear out what's going on in current events. You know, I was on the Will Stevens program last month, and that was an honor. And Will's got a really good program from 12 to 1 every day, and uh, I enjoy hearing it when I can. I'm out in my car. I try to try to tune in. Of course, Melody's got a great program of a morning, too. You know, at 10 o'clock, I believe she's on, and then all the other programs as well. But this is the Good Tidings radio program, Central Standard Time. We're on at 11 o'clock every Saturday morning, and we're glad to be here with you for the next 25, 20 so minutes, something like that. Share God's Word and hopefully be an encouragement to you. I'm glad to report to you that uh, Dorinda's doing well. Brett, our son in Buffalo, is doing well as also, and uh, we've been filling in. Uh, for the for a while now at the Second Baptist Church in Fredericktown, Missouri. That's been a blessing. Some really good things are going on there. God is shaking the church, reviving the church. We've seen four people saved and a number to be baptized and, and getting the gospel out in that particular part of Madison County, Missouri. Now, I will let you know that I'll be ending there before long. So if you need some pulpit supply, uh, revivals, special meetings, feel free to contact me, David Pinkerton, and you can email me at Dr. Dave, D-R-D-A-V-E, 13 at gmail.com. That's Dr. Dave, 13 at gmail.com. Or you can reach me. My cell phone number is 618-499-8761, 618-499-8761, and you can reach me. I've got a couple cell phones, but that one you can reach me on. So today, let's take a look into the scripture with the time we've got left. I want to speak to you this morning on the subject of absolute truth, absolute truth. We live in a day and time. Here we are in the month of August already. We live in a day and time where secular humanism has been sweeping through the country and through the world particularly, but in the country primarily for about the past 30 or 40 years. And it's still with us. It's still as evident as any time. And what secular humanism really says is this, what is true for you may not be true for me. And so you believe your truth, I believe my truth, and we'll let that be the guide for our particular values in our life. Well, today I want to remind you that there's only one truth that's eternal, that's correct, that is perfect, that is infallible, and that is the Bible, the Word of God. 
The scripture tells us very clearly in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16 and 17 that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, that means complete, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So look at 1 Samuel chapter number 9 and verse number 27. The scripture says, And as they were going down to the end of the city, Samuel said to Saul, Bid the servant pass on before us, and he passed on. But stand thou still a while, that I may shew thee the word of God. Notice this expression. Stand thou still a while, that I may shew thee the word of God. Absolute truth. Folks, the Bible, the word of God, is absolute truth. You can build your life. You can build your marriage. You can build your business. You can build your church, hopefully. You can build everything you do on the word of God and the principles of it because they always work. The scripture tells us to be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving our own selves. So we can sit in church and listen to the word of God preached and taught, and we should. But the fact of the matter is, if we don't apply it to our life by doing it, it does us no good. It's like going to the doctor, getting a diagnosis. The doctor writes us a prescription for medicine to help treat our bodies to be healed and recovered. But if we don't apply or take that medicine, it does us no good. Now, this morning, with the time we have left, I want us to look at absolute truth. And that absolute truth is the Word of God. I want to, as our text would say in 1 Samuel nine twenty seven, I want to shew thee the Word of God. So I want to get personal with you this morning by way of introduction. What passage of Scripture did you read today before you left for work, for school, for your trip, for shopping, or whatever activities you have planned today? The Scripture lets us know, folks, that the Man of God, that applies to the minister, obviously, but the Christian may be perfect. That means complete, thoroughly furnished, and do all good works. Question again, I want to get personal with you again. Did you pray before you left home today? In the name of Jesus Christ, did you show for loving favor as a shield today? I got to warn you, if you don't start your day without talking to the day star, That's Jesus. That's one of his names, the day star. You are inviting chaos, confusion, and consternation into your life, friend. Someone wrote, and I quote, I met God in the morning when my day was at its best, and his presence was like sunrise, like a glory in my breast. All day long, his presence lingered. All day long, he stayed with me, and we sailed with great comfort across a troubled sea. Other ships were blown and battered. Other ships were sore distressed. But the winds that seemed to drive them brought to us a peace and rest. Then I thought of the mornings with keenly voice and mind, when I too had loosed the moorings with the presence, or his presence, left behind. So I think I know the secret learned through many a troubled way. You must meet him in the morning if you want him through the day. End of quote. Now, what do you think about your Bible? 
The scripture is very clear about the Bible. We're going to look at it here in a minute, but I want to share with you what the poet said, and I quote, Holy Bible, book divine, precious treasure, thou art mine. The Bible stands like a rock, undaunted amid the raging storms of time. Its pages burn with a truth eternal and the glory with a light sublime. The Bible stands every test we give it, for its author is divine. By grace alone, I expect to live it and prove it and make it mine. The Bible stands, though the hills may tumble. It will firmly stand, though the earth shall crumble. I'll plant my feet on its firm foundation, for the Bible stands. Unquote. Folks, thank God for the Bible. It tells me who I am. Thank God for the Bible. It tells me where I'm bound. Thank God for the Bible. It makes the way so plain. Thank God for the Bible. It exalts the Savior's name. Bring back the Bible, the poet said. Bring back the Bible, O ye sons of men. Bring back the Bible and be born again. Bring back the Bible and wait for the tide. Bring back the Bible. Let it be heard. Bring back the Bible. It's God's holy word. End of quote. I love the Bible. I really do. I love the Bible. How about you? I love the Bible. I read it each day. I love the Bible. It guides my way. I love the Bible hidden in my heart. I love the Bible, and we shall never part. Open the Bible. Find him there. Open the Bible. Don't despair. Open the Bible. See his face. Open the Bible. Trust his grace. Look clearly above. Open the Bible and share God's love. Psalm chapter 138. The scripture says in verse 2, For thou hast magnified thy word above thy name. In Job chapter number 23, in verse number 12, I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Psalm chapter 119 and verse 97. Oh, how I love thy law. It's my meditation all the day. Psalm chapter 119, verse 18. Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Psalm chapter 119, verse 148. Mine eyes prevent the night watches, that I might meditate in thy word. Psalm chapter 119 and verse 11. Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. Psalm chapter 119 verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm chapter 119 verse 130. The entrance of thy words giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. Proverbs chapter number 30 and verse number 5. Every word of God is pure. The scripture goes on to say, The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Folks, the scripture shall not be broken. God's word is the Bible. The only authority in life, the only authority in eternity, the only authority that will guide you to the truth of salvation and so much more. In Matthew chapter 24 and verse 35, 
Jesus said, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. In Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8, This book of the law shall not depart from thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written. Therein, for then shalt thou make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. In Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. If you're saved today, you're saved because you heard the word of God. You were convicted of your sinful condition through the scripture by the Holy Ghost. You were drawn to faith in Jesus Christ as your personal Savior by the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. And you learned that by grace, through faith in Jesus, putting your trust in Jesus Christ and Him alone to be your Savior, that you are saved and are given that moment eternal life. Not temporary, eternal. But it came from where? Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Folks, with the Bible, it teaches us about Jesus' virgin birth, sinless life, sacrificial, vicarious death. He shed his blood on the cross at Calvary to pay for my sins, and not mine only, John said, but the sins of the whole world. Every sin you've ever committed, will commit, or uh, throughout your internal life, past, present, and future, Jesus died and paid for the sins of the whole world. He is the sacrificial lamb. That's why the church, the pope, a pastor, a religious figure, any kind of religious orthodoxy, none of that can save you. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. That's why we need preachers and deacons and missionaries and Christians, spirit-filled, sharing the word of God on a daily basis with those in the world. Folks, do you hand out a gospel tract every day? When you go through Hardee's and get your food, do you pay, make your transaction, and then hand a gospel tract to someone? Why not do that with a clerk? Anybody you run across every day, hand out a gospel tract so someone can read it. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And that tract is the Word of God, and it tells them about being a sinner, And how that Christ died for the sins of the world. He is our propitiation or our atoning sacrifice. And then we put our faith in him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And it shows a good gospel tract that's well written and clear and biblically accurate and biblically simplified. A person can read it of any intellect and know how to trust Christ and be be saved. Are you winning people to folks? Or is your church going out, knocking on doors, meeting the community at large in whatever venue you choose or whatever program you choose to implement your evangelism? Are you, preacher, encouraging yourself, your family, your church to be evangelistic and share the gospel with Jesus Christ? If not, you're denying the faith. If not, you're disobeying Jesus Christ and the Great Commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Folks, we need to get back to what the Bible says in the basics. It's very important. The Bible is infallible. It's indestructible. It's inerrant. It is powerful. 
It is precious. It is perfect. It is preserved. It is pontifical. And it's kept for us in our English language here in the King James Version of the Bible. The Bible is not the experiment in the experimental stage. It is tried and it is proven. It's not the book of the week, nor the book of the month, nor the book of the year, nor the book of the decade, nor the book of the century, nor the book of the millennium. The Bible, it is the book of the ages. It's as old as time and as new as tomorrow. Sir Walter Scott wrote, and I quote, Within this ample volume lies the mystery of mysteries. Happiest day of human race, to whom their God hath given human grace. To read, to fear, to hope, to pray, to lift the lats, to force the way. But better had they ne'er been born that read to doubt or read to scorn. End of quote. Folks, think about this. The Word of God. In recent years, think about this. The American public purchased more than 25 million Bibles per year. That's twice as many as any of the Harry Potter books and any other great, grand, selling, number one authored book. The Bible, it's still the bestseller today. The old poet said about the Scriptures, the Holy Scriptures, the Bible, a chapter a day keeps the devil away. That sounds good. That's true. You've heard that expression, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Well, for the believer, a chapter in the Bible a day keeps the devil away. Are you reading your Bible? You can get it on your phone. Why not? We have no excuse in this day and time, regardless of who we are, unless we just physically can't do it or can't see, to not be able to have access to the Holy Scriptures. You see, folks, the devil is not a He's not afraid of a Bible that has dust on it. Does your Bible have dust on it at home? And just because it's dusty on the outside doesn't mean that it's dry on the inside. A Bible that is coming apart usually belongs to a life that isn't coming apart. A Bible in the hand is worth a dozen in the trunk or on the shelf. A Bible in the hand is better than two on the shelf. You see where the Bible is, that's where God is. When you open the Bible, you're opening the mind of God. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. You see, behind, above, beneath, inside, the Bible is God. Friends, it's impossible to read the Bible and escape God. In 1 Samuel chapter 9, and verse 27, our text verse We see there that the Scripture says, But stand thou still a whole, or rather, stand thou still a while, that I may shew thee the word of God. So Samuel said to Saul, I want you to stand still. I want to show you what the word of God has to say. Allow the Bible, folks, to fill your mind. Allow the Bible to rule your heart. Allow the Bible to guide your feet. Allow the Bible to be first in your life. I challenge you today, folks, to allow the Bible to do three things to you. Three things I challenge you to let the Bible do to you. Number one, let the Bible have understand the prominence of the Bible. The prominence of the Bible. Let it fill your mind, rule your heart, guide your feet. 
Friends, the Bible is worth and it is worthy of such sacred sacred adoration and such sublime uh, commendation that God has elevated it above his name. Here's what the Lord says about the Bible, his word above his name. Psalm 138 and verse 2. For thou hast magnified thy word, the Bible, above thy name. William Lyon Phelps of Yale University wrote, and I quote, I believe a knowledge of the Bible without a college course is more valuable than a college course without a knowledge of the Bible. End of quote. Matthew chapter 4, Jesus said it this way, and verse 4. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. In 1465, the Gutenberg Bible was put into order. The first Bible printed on a movable type in 1465, the Gutenberg Bible. And the first order was for 80 copies of it. And after that, they've had to crank it up ever since. Folks, it's amazing. It's amazing that the Bible is still the number one seller in the world. Why? Because other books in libraries are dated and outdated. But this book is as relevant today as it was when it was penned by holy men of God who spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. God used imperfect men, influenced and divinely directed by the Holy Ghost, to write what God wanted we people to know. This is not all that God knows. It's what he wanted us to know. Think about this. The scripture, it transcends all the writing of the men in the history of mankind. The Holy Scripture does. Socrates, well, his writings couldn't equal the Bible. Aristotle's writings couldn't match it. Plato, his writings couldn't surpass it. The classics of Greece, the lyrics of Rome, the tales of Scotland, the sonnets of England, and the poetry of America all fade into oblivion in the light of the Holy Scriptures, the Bible. God used some 40 people in some 1,500 years to, to couple and complete a perfect biography of himself in the Scripture. The Bible was written by men in exile, men in the desert, by men in shepherds' tents, in kings' palaces, in exile, in shady green pastures, and beside the still waters. The Bible is a library containing history, prophecy, law, poetry, science, literature, and medicine. It was written in 13 countries, spread out over three continents. The Bible has but one theme, and that is redemption by faith in Jesus Christ and Him alone. The Bible has one hero, and that is Jesus Christ. The Bible has one villain, and that is Satan. The Bible has one purpose, and that is to glorify God. And the Bible has one author, and that is the Holy Spirit. There's a vast difference between the books that men make and the book that makes men. When God speaks, he doesn't mince words. He cuts right through the fluff, the buff, and the stuff, and he gives us an unabridged, if you would, no spin zone when the Bible's open and it speaks to us. From Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22 and verse number 21, the Holy Scripture, he speaks God speaks to us through the, ver through the Scripture. He speaks with a tongue that never slips. He writes with a pen that never blots. And he acts with a hand that never fails. Strengthen 
Think about this. Allow the Bible to have prominence in your life. Allow it to have, secondly, permanence in your life. No other Bible surpasses its sales, or book, rather, surpasses the sales of the Bible and supersedes it in sacredness. The Bible outlives, outloves, outreaches, and outruns all other books. The Library of Congress has over 650 miles of shelving, and on these shelves are over 142 million books. Not one of them can compare to the Holy Bible in composition, in character, or in content. How permanent is the Bible? Well, folks, it's irreversibly inspired, irrevocably true, irresistibly convincing. It is infinitely preserved. Error cannot erode it. Sin cannot poison it. Satan cannot corrupt it. Philosophy cannot corrode it. Science cannot contaminate it. And circumstances cannot change it. Time cannot erase it. The Bible has always played a prominent role. And when it's preached powerfully and proclaimed pontifically, it produces work in the heart of every human being. Conviction, it, 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 it produces edification, encouragement, the Word of God. Let it have the prominence in your life. Let it have the preeminence in your life. You see, the Bible, man, mankind can defy it. Mankind can decry it. And mankind can deny it. Mankind can doubt it. Mankind can despise it. Mankind can distort it. Mankind can demean it. Mankind can delude it. But listen closely. Mankind cannot destroy the Bible. Hallelujah. Praise God and glory to God. The Word of God. It is quick and powerful. It is forever. Take your Bible. Fall in love with your Bible afresh and new. Start reading your Bible again here in the month of August and show what God can do for you in this month of August. Here we are, August the 5th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. And folks, it's imperative that every one of us as believers know exactly what the Bible says because it is absolute truth. You want truth? You won't find it in secular humanism. You won't find it in liberal theology. You'll find truth in the Holy Bible, the Word of God. You want truth to direct and bless your life? Find out what the Bible says. Read it. Obey it. Proclaim it. and Share it with other people. God bless you. This has been the Good Tidings Radio Broadcast. I am your radio pastor, Dr. David Pinkerton. If you'd like to come into contact with me, give me a phone call. 618-499-8761. I do revivals, special meetings, pulpit supply, and I can show you and help you if you want to strengthen your church and see God revive your church and to see your church build and grow. I can show you the principles, the practice, the procedure, and the production that applying the Word of God will have in your ministry and in your life. Give me a call. Support WXAN Radio prayerfully and financially. God bless you. And folks, if you haven't trusted Christ as Savior, bow your head right now, recognize you're a sinner, and ask Jesus Christ to be your Savior. Follow me in this prayer. Jesus, forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my heart and save me. I am trusting you and you alone to be my personal Savior. 
God bless you. This is a Good Tidings Radio broadcast. Have a wonderful day, and keep looking up. Jesus is coming soon. I bring you good tidings of great joy. Oh, yes. Emmanuel, God is with us, oh yeah, no to fear. for unto you is born this day, Savior Christ our Lord, so fear not, fear not, for I'm yes sir.